Greetings, Amigops, and Top Tenners everywhere. It's Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by our bull-watched, be-haired, be-bearded co-host, Kyle. He looks very handsome this morning. Uh, it's around 8.30 Eastern time, which means it's 7.30 Kyle's time because Kyle is actually visiting his lovely wife, Allegis' family, out in that bustling metropolis, the Quad Cities. Uh, and is it, I think the state is Iowa. I'll confirm once they get on the pod whether they're, whether they're in Iowa or not. But we are joined this week by beloved, beloved sister-in-law of the pod, Talia Al Ghul. We're excited to hear what she has to say. She has a topic. I don't know what the hell it is, but we're going to discuss that topic. We're going to debate it vigorously for somewhere in the ballpark of an hour or ten. And by the end of this episode, we will have a definitive top ten list. So Kyle, so Tal, what are we talking about this week? All right. Hi, Mike. Good morning. I'd like to confirm that we are not in Iowa. Um, <laughs> no? So how far of a drive is it from you to Chicago? <laughs> Just three hours. Ah, okay. Three hours into where? Iowa? Or <laughs> how close? Okay, let me ask you this. How far is it from from you to the Iowa border? Five minutes. <laughs> okay. We just and I could have ran there yesterday on our run. <laughs> but yep. What's funny is that everyone here like treats it as oh, if it's, it's clear over on the moon. moon. Yeah, so, yeah. so the phraseology is like, oh, well, we had to go clear it over to Iowa. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you took a seven-minute drive over the bridge? <laughs> um, okay. So, <laughs> so that's where we are for context. That's where we are. But, <laughs> Would you like this street address? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the keen um, listeners yeah. out there, we've given you enough clues to murder us. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Moline's not that big. Um, so I recently graduated college. And yes, I'm congratulations. in that stage of, oh, thank you, thank you. Um, and I'm kind of in a little bit of a depressive state because <laughs> <laughs> I have to go into the adult world now. Yeah. So I thought, what better topic to talk about? Everyone's favorite Sunday morning conversation, the top 10 drinking games. Oh my God, I thought you were going to say clinical depression. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I had to bring some fun to the table. Since okay. I'm an adult now. Um, I want to just go right off the top on this drinking games topic. I <laughs> am I am epically bad at a few and surprisingly good at a few, but I am probably the... Uh, well, not probably. I am by far the least experienced drinking gamer of this group. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when I binge drink, it's usually pretty... It's just I'm drinking. There's no, there's no sort of side hustle here. If I'm drinking, I've announced to the group I'm drinking and I'm drinking. So I will be a, uh, I'll be a keen listener on this topic and just piping in anecdotes about being bad at this. That's like exactly what we want from you. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. We, we had talked about this topic like a year ago, but Talia found herself in a position of authority where she lived. At oh my god! And was like I don't know if I should be. <laughs> Hmm. publishing a, an hour <laughs> podcast about all of the ways that I binge drink. That is incredible. Yes. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. 
We had a rowdy summer, and Kyle and I were like, oh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about drinking games. Oh, wait, yeah. I'm supposed to tell people not to do drinking games. So, uh, here we are. But now you're unshackled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talia so. unchained. Here, here we go. <laughs> All right, Tal. Well, whenever you're ready, we okay. will get started. Number 10 is usually where we start. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd also just like to point out that I think... Drinking games have a lot to do with how your friend group plays them and what you prefer. Yes. So it might be hard to get a definitive list. I'm open to suggestions, but this is probably more focused in on my favorite drinking games with my own group of friends. Um, so I'm excited to hear your guys' comments. I say that's okay because we sort of, I would say, Kyle, I don't know if you agree, we we sort of have lists that break into two categories. One is, one is like we try to be objective and take the the global view but the other is where we're getting uh, an outside expert we want to hear their thoughts like when jerry comes on he's not talking about the world's biggest you know head scratchers he's talking about jerry's (laughs) head scratchers and in the same way we want tal's favorite drinking games all right because i consider you an expert I don't, I don't. I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but I like. I, like, yeah, Tal's really good at drinking heavily. But like, but you, you and your friends definitely, definitely, definitely are way more fun than our friend group, and so you just have more Hundo experience pain. with yeah. different kinds of games than we do. That's fair. And for all you're also a there, huge fun, fun. You're like a huge fun facilitator. Every yeah. experience I've had with you, it's clear that the group's fun is your number one priority. And you have a great skill for making the group have a good time. Well, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Quite the compliment. Well, we'll see what I can do. And I don't want Talia's disclaimer to get lost, but for everyone listening to this podcast, please, please drink responsibly. (laughs) Binge drinking is fun in a controlled setting, (laughs) but you have to to know your limits. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Okay. Now, with that said... Tell us how to binge drink. <laughs> All right, number 10. A tried and true classic, Flip Cup. Aha. Yeah. Um, I, I really like Flip Cup because I understand the rules. That's one of my favorite things. It's one of my favorite things about that one. <laughs> when compiling the list, I realized a lot of drinking games are just a combination of simpler drinking games. Uh, That's true. So I put yes. Flip Cup at number 10 because I thought the idea of drinking as quickly as you could and then flipping your cup so it lands upside down on the table faster than your opponents um, was a pretty easy and simple place to start. And I will say when we play it, uh, we usually do like a form of extreme flip cup or like some sort of other aspect to it. So it's usually not our number one go-to game, but it's still fun. It's like the DNA of drinking games. Mm-hmm. Like a yes. lot of other games build upon it. It is like playing, but I will say that even just playing Flip Cup by itself is, it's really, really good for if you're in a new situation or at a party. Like, for example, we used to host parties at our old apartment a lot, and a lot of our roommate Patrick's friends would come, who we love, but we didn't know that well. Mm-hmm. And so Flip Cup was like an easy go-to yeah. game that everybody knows. And also, importantly, a lot of people can participate in. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. only limited by the number of cups you have and the length of your table. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, drinking games are the most fun when you can get the most people involved. Otherwise, it's a little isolating. Yeah. Yeah. This is a very inclusive game. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to something you said just a minute ago, Kyle, uh, about DNA. Just... Just real quickly, can you guys remind me what the hell RNA is? 
<laughs> I know that DNA is deoxyribonucleic acid. Yeah, and that's the, the the RNA is just ribonucleic acid, if I recall correctly. Yeah, but what does it no do? Deoxy. But what does it do? Because I, I remember it does something slightly different. I believe this is from freshman year biology. I, I don't know, say. but I, I want to say that RNA is more of like a, a carrier, like a, a transmitter of a gene template, whereas DNA is more of like an actual. Like the actual gene, I don't. I think you're I, right. I, I, that's entirely not the right way to say it, but I think <laughs> yeah, it has something to do with transcription and translation. What? Yeah. Yes. And oh I, yeah, and the powerhouse of the cell, the mitochondria. Now, mitochondria. which one has the which one has the U's, the A's, and the T's? Mm, that sounds I like think that's RNA because you switch them out. I feel a like bit, that's though. RNA, right? Does is RNA a component of DNA? Like, is your DNA? I don't know. Like this a... is what I'm forgetting. I don't remember. That's why Sweet I asked. Teddy on the pod. <laughs> oh, we should uh, have to teach us some chemistry. Well, but it's important because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to sound like an idiot and say that DNA that. Uh, flip cup is the DNA of drinking games, and then have Keddy come on and be like, "You idiot! It's more like the RNA of drinking games." Uh, wait a second! Games. Uh, wait, wait! I've got, I've got this. This is really quickly. Uh, I think that the booze is the RNA. Uh, so, <laughs> so, according to just like you know how how uh, Google has that sort of um, it like curates a definition for you. Yes. So the top definition, the not Wikipedia one, the Wikipedia one is way too difficult. Yeah. Uh, so RNA, ribonucleic acid, a nucleic acid present in all living cells. Its principal role is to act as a messenger, ca nice, carrying instructions from DNA for controlling the synthesis of proteins. Although in some viruses, RNA rather than DNA carries the genetic information. Okay, well, that is ex almost exactly what you were saying, Kyle. Great work. I'm Classic glad Kyle. that I remembered the vibe. Um, yeah. If the RNA is the beer of drinking games, I would really like to see an extremely cheap beer produced, like that's perfect for drinking games, called yeah. RNA, and it stands for like, <laughs> I, I don't, like it has a beer name, but it's called uh, RNA. Really it's nerdy alcohol. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We've done. done it. We've done it. Yep. Cancel the pod. You have a new idea. Don't tell anybody. Let's worship this pod down. This is proprietary info. The good news is no one listens, so it's not like anyone can That's steal true. the idea. Really <laughs> if, Alex, if Alex listened, he would steal this idea immediately, but luckily he doesn't <laughs> listen. Well, All right, I've distracted us enough. Number nine. Anyways, <laughs> great choice for number ten there, Tao. All right, number nine is a card game. Uh, ride the bus. Have you guys played it? <laughs> no. <laughs> You've played this. <laughs> Okay, there are a couple of variations this. on the game, couple variations, but the main idea is you have a group of people, a deck of cards, and you go around and you ask each person red or black, and if you guess incorrectly with the card that's placed in front of you, you have to drink. And so it goes around wow. in a circle, and then if you've gotten it right before, you have to then say um, higher or lower than the current card, and then the next round it's inside or outside your two cards, and then the last time that gets almost everyone is you have to guess the suit that's about to be placed in front of you. <laughs> Um, it goes on Lord. for a long time, but I bet the that thing gets that... about seventy-five percent of the people. Yep. It... <laughs> <laughs> Math. Uh, so you, uh, um, it's real a lot of fun because it gets a lot of people involved, and like I don't know, it's really suspenseful because once the people have gotten three cards, you're like, oh my gosh! But uh, it does get tedious after a while. So it's. <laughs> 
It also goes by Irish poker. That might just be a <laughs> okay. Notre Dame thing. That could be. Um, but this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one if you're like if you don't have cups. You run out of cups at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's also extremely. I would say this one is very dangerous because yes. you could <laughs> you could get in trouble quickly. As all want, of these games are. Yeah. Indeed. I don't want I don't want this to turn into a. <laughs> Just the podcast where, well, this one time, we drank so much that this happened. But I know. <laughs> we did, for Cam's 21st birthday in Vegas, we played this, and we ended up lo- literally losing Cam's friend, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> oh, <no>. in Vegas. <laughs> so, Guess that's why they call it the City of Sin. <laughs> this game has potential. The people who are the worst at the game are the ones who want to play it the most because yeah. they feel like they're really stupid and they're like, "We gotta keep going. I gotta get this." And you're like, "No, Ryan. It's, seriously, please stop." You're not being peer pressured. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so that's riding the bus. Yeah. Except the way that it works is so like before all that, you. Like, you, you have four cards, and you, like, put them down in this, like, matching process. And at mm-hmm. the end of that process, whoever has the most cards left in their hand is the one that has to go through this gauntlet of, mm-hmm. like, decision-making. Mm-hmm. And so if you get stuck with that duty, you are riding said bus. Yes. Gotcha. Which I, okay. Which I really like that imagery. I like mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like that one, too, but sometimes if you want a simpler game we would just play like that end to get everyone involved so then everyone's riding the bus and uh that is a party bus but that is (laughs) wild um yeah might just be my friends we'll see (laughs) it's a lot of fun it is i like the sound of this one it sounds it sounds like you need somebody to guide you but once they guide you it seems like the rules are easy to follow Mm -hmm. yeah it's also the only card game on the pod. I tried to think of things that didn't just involve solo cups and yeah. ping pong balls. So or any brand of cup. Or yeah, any brand of cup. Yes, probably the what that is, are the red nice. and have various measurements of alcohol marked out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready right. for number eight? Yeah, let's do number eight yeah. then. All right, number eight is cheers to the governor. I love this game. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, do you want me to explain it? You yes, please. Okay. But can I ask a question before you explain it? Um, Absolutely. Now, who taught you this game? Oh, I think it was my guy friends at school. We used to oh, play it okay. in... Okay, so this uh, is... I, I have to confess this is a little disappointing because I, I was really hoping that this was purely an Emma thing. Yeah. But oh. it's okay. Continue. We used to play it at Jay's Lounge, which I don't know if you went, but on Wednesdays they had 35 cent wings and $1 Bush Light cans. Um, oh. <laughs> That's less than Gross. you should pay for either of those things. Oh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, another game, not on the pod, but the $20 challenge at Jay's Lounge. <laughs> Shout out Mark and Connor. Uh, <laughs> try to try to figure out how to spend $20 at Jay's Lounge. Um, but anyway, besides the point. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, cheers to the governor! <laughs> Wait, the permutations are crazy. It's usually like twelve beers, and then uh, the rest is made up. Like twenty-four wings. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a Wednesday. Keep in mind, it's a Wednesday. So that's awesome. Again, drink this. Oh God. Um, <laughs> can you can you save some of your budget for Pepto or Imodium? Like, can you bank some of that for some stomach medication? 
Uh, unfortunately, you have to spend it at Jay's, and I think Jay's might only sell wings and beer. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exclusively. Okay. Um, okay, so the point of Cheers to the Governor is you can have as many people as you want, and you go around each person saying a number until you get to 21. The person who gets to 21 then makes up a rule that you would have to do on that number. So, for example, we always switch numbers 7 and 14. Mm-hmm. Um, two is usually true in our group. Um, and so if you mess up one of the rules, then you have to drink and the game starts over back at one. It, so it gets progressively more complicated. And with a fun group of people, the rules are silly. So it's mm-hmm. fun to watch people perform them. What I really like about this game is that it's extremely communal, and that as it gets Mm -hmm, more challenging, getting to 21 is actually very hard. And so when you do get there, you shout, cheers to the governor. Oh, true. And (laughs) and as you get further, like, as you had more to drink, and it gets harder and harder to get to 21, you really feel a sense of accomplishment, and people really get into yelling cheers. (laughs) The, The only thing with this game is that you really need the right group of people. Because if yeah, you yes. have even a few people that aren't invested, it can really bog it down. I was just going to say that. That's why it lands at number eight, because we have had some of our most fun times with this, but when we invite those people who are kind of only half our friends, yeah, yeah, and they're like, no, I'm not going to get up and dance around the room or go kiss somebody on the cheek, or then it's like, okay, well, then it looks like the game's over. So, um, yeah. You have to have the right group, for sure. And the right attention span, because it can mm. get drawn out. <laughs> yes. yes. And then every time you get to 12, you forget what the rule is, and yep. game over. Yeah. So, Kyle, am I right in thinking the first time we ever played this was in the parking lot at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium? You are correct. That was a blast. That was really fun. It's fun that that memory has stuck with us so specifically, because it, it really was just a, such a delightful time. Mm-hmm. And that was our junior year? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was... That was Early in my, like, closer friendship with uh, Quinn and Emma. So, for me, that was really, like, that's such a great early memory for me of them because it's very specific. Like, it's them. It's goofy. It's fun. Um, it's a little quirky. So, I, that's, a, that's a good memory for me. Yeah, for all of us, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Great pick, Tal. Thank you. Terrific. All right. Yep. As an, As an avid listener, listener of, the pod, of the pod, yeah. I'm sure you know what comes next. I know. I think it's... The not top three, but we need to cue that beat. (laughs) Wow, that towel, that was (laughs) so seamless. Um, You knew when to cue it and you just did it. And now we've had that stankiness as a part of our day. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Good thing you brought One of the better cues I've heard. Yeah. 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 Oh, thanks. Kevin thanks. was a little annoyed to have to make this trip out here, but I'm yeah. glad that he came because Yeah, but thank you, Kevin. Thank you for yeah. as always being very responsive to our cues and understandably you were happier to respond to this one than usual. Disclaimer, we do not know Kevin McLeod, he is not with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what'd you have here, Tal? Okay, so I tried to think of some of the worst times we've had with drinking, and it's usually because it is dangerously reckless games. So I have Edward Forty Hands. Oh, uh, <laughs> Lord, um, that's just dangerous. I don't and know not associated guys... anyway with Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> so stay away, Tim Burton. Yeah, leave us alone, Timmy. <laughs> 
I always think of that clip from How I Met Your Mother where he's like, well, it is Tuesday night. <laughs> 40 hands. Uh, but we have actually played. I haven't ever played this game, but I've witnessed this game being played, and it never ends well. So um, it doesn't really have, like, a, like a point either. It's just, The thing with drinking games is usually, like, there's a winner and a loser, and you get to, like, have fun and play the game. Yeah. Edward 40 hands is just drink so that you can use your hands again. So for those who don't know, like the Edward Scissorhands is a movie about a guy who instead of having regular hands has scissors on his hands and <laughs> Edward Forty Hands is instead of scissors you tape a 40 ounce of malt liquor to your hands <laughs> to each hand and you Absolutely. cannot remove the bottle from your hand until you <laughs> consume the entire thing. It is an it is a very childish, very stupid and very dangerous game. <laughs> Which is why it's on the not top three. Yeah. Do you guys know what a sidewalk slammer is? <laughs> no. <laughs> so you drink half your 40 or like two thirds and then you pour a four loco in it. <laughs> so sometimes people have done Edward like four <laughs> sidewalk slammer hands and uh, that one is way, way worse. That's so dangerous. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you drink half your 40. And, well, that doesn't make any sense. I think you're going to say you have to smash it on the sidewalk, and, like, the risk of cutting your own hand open is the price to get it removed. Like, if you've yeah. got the stones to just smash the bottle, you don't have to drink it. Yeah, no, right. No, sorry. I can't imagine ingesting more fluid than 80 ounces of malt liquor, especially if that liquid is <laughs> for loco. Uh, again, never participated, yeah. felt like I might die. Uh, steered clear to that one, but okay. landed on my knot because I don't like how people are after they play Edward Forty Hands. Good point. Usually not very fun to hang out with afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number two. I don't know if you guys know this one, but it's called Beer Die. Nope. <laughs> beer <laughs> I, Die. D I E. Yes. Yes. Okay. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so the purpose of it is. Well, there's the objective is there's two people on one side of a table, two people on the other. Each people, they're a team, the set of two. And then they have to try and toss this dice up in the air and it bounces on the table. And then the person on the other side of the table that you throw it to has to try and catch it with one hand. And if they miss, then it does not count. But if you catch it, you get a point for your team. And it's just the first person to 10. But... It's just like a total stereotypical frat guy game, and every like darty that I ever went to, it was always the really cool guys with like the backwards visors <laughs> and the like suns out guns out t-shirts. Oh god! End up like playing it for hours on end, and then they take up the one table, so then nobody else can play any other games, and it's just really exclusive and really boring. And I don't get the point of it. You just throw a die at someone else, and they catch it. Yeah, but it has to bounce on the table, so when it's like a wooden, crappy table, it bounces like in any odd direction, and you have to end up like diving uh, to try I and see. catch it. You know who I bet plays this game? I bet those kids that pushed FedEx in Cheaper by the Dozen, those kids, <laughs> mm -hmm. they yeah. grew up and they played this game. Definitely. It's the kids that are vaping and... <laughs> 50 Nick. <laughs> doing 50 Nick out there, yeah. Um... So a lot of people, this would probably be their number one if you were a frat star, but this is on my not top three because I just have a personal vendetta against it. So You go, girl. I, I was going to say, this actually sounds like a lot of fun to do without the influence of alcohol, like just like a quick Yeah, this is a kind of game. fun game. 
<laughs> it sort of sounds but, like yeah. Jay. Doesn't this sort of sound like Jay's game? Yeah, exactly. It sounds. It's like it basically. I think I showed you that game, right? It's called uh, Kongi. It's like Korean. Mm-hmm. It's like a Korean Jax game. It's mm-hmm. kind of like this Jax, like American Jax, same kind of yeah. concept. Yeah. Like quick hands kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like this game was born out of. Uh, it has a tough origin story. I told, I've never <laughs> yeah, seen this. Yeah, this kind of sounds like coal miners might have played this. Like, originally, like, poor <laughs> coal miners just wandered out of the mine and, like... Cletus, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> you got anything? <laughs> like, I got a dime and a bunch of beer. And you're just like, all right, well... <laughs> <laughs> that may be, yeah, who knows? Guess you better do this, and then and then the original meeting was actually die, like not a yeah. You drink like, a bunch of beer and then you die, because <laughs> they played with a rock, and then they like and then, they like and then it evolved into like let's use since we're not dying anymore, let's just call it beer die, and we'll use a, a die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I yes. Think that's well, we have it. accurately identified the origin story. Good work, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then the coal miners turned into frat boys, and thus <laughs> the game began. Um, yeah, so I just don't like it, but fair enough. We'll have to try it sometime, and you can have your own opinions. Okay, number one, the worst game out there, probably, um, Fifth and a Friend. <laughs> this game is <laughs> confounding, and I've never even tried to attempt it. Oh, really? <laughs> never. <laughs> um, it has led to some of the worst times. Some of the best times, I guess I could add, but usually you end up having to take care of someone. And I just never really liked the objective of having to finish an entire fifth of alcohol with someone else. That just feels like binge drinking to the max, and uh, that's yeah, the only like, danger. The only element of yeah. like drinking games are intended to have a few elements. One is fun, one is community, one mm-hmm. is danger. This one is <laughs> is really only danger. Yeah. Well, okay, but to be fair, it's fifth and a friend. So yeah, like, there's there is theoretically a... some community involved. But it's a it's a very exclusive community because you're you're just like nursing somebody. Yeah, and the pie chart of <laughs> fun, danger, and community it's like zero percent. Well, it's I guess it could it's theoretically fun, but there's very it's a it's a lot of danger mm-hmm. on this pie chart. I don't know for sure, but I think we've kind of like tried to count before. I think it's like eight or nine shots per person if you end up doing it, which like, yes, is a lot to drink. But if you did that over a course of like six or seven hours, you would be absolutely fine. But the problem is that when you play it as a game, it is the first person or the first group of people to finish their fifth. Yeah. So we've had people finish a fifth in like sub 20 minutes. Oh, oh no. (laughs) See that's Now, I I actually, I, I... I want to be clear. While no form of binge drinking is totally safe, there mm-hmm. are forms that are like you could have fun and, and not be dead. Like exactly. flip cup, it's possible to play and just like have a good time and, and get a little bit buzzed with your buddies. That mm-hmm. is death. 20, 20 <laughs> minutes and having eight or nine shots of alcohol. That's yeah. I can't sit. I cannot sit here and let that pass. That is just dangerous. <laughs> That is Agreed. so dumb and so dangerous. <laughs> Agreed. And that's why I ended up on my not top. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of this one at all. Yeah, and please, I usually, kids. I was usually like, very against it. <laughs> oh, don't do this, children. I'm not going to tell you not to ever drink. I, I'm not a big drinker myself, but, like, I, come on. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also an Ari's worst nightmare. And can confirm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. Anything to add? Any personal least favorites? The only one I had, we only played it one time. This feels like a game that was just like a, a one friend group that we happened to be a part of for a night. Uh, the game <laughs> is Whiskey Slap. Have you heard of oh, it? Oh, no. Sounds dumb. It's easy. First you whiskey, then you slap. Oh. It's literally you just stand in a circle and you you take a pull of whiskey and then you slap the person next to you Whoa. and then you pass the whiskey. And it it didn't last long. It lasted like a... is only as long as the novelty of like hitting someone Whoa. in the face lasts, which is to say like, you know... Two, two, like twice, but <laughs> did any buttholes like really slap? It was like I think I think the way this game is pl- intended to be played is among dudes that are just like trying to slap each other and mm. see how hard they can slap. But like we weren't that, so it was just like I'm not really gonna slap you, and yeah. so like it, it it fizzled. But I I think the idea would be like you get two tough guys and they whiskey slap, and it's more of like a it's like an arm wrestling contest. Yeah, kind of and like plus with our group is all wearing rings. Like everybody right. in our group is <laughs> wearing either a class ring or a wedding ring, or in most cases both. Both. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Whoa. This feels like when Ron Swanson tries to. Or uh, when Leslie tries to outdrink, yes. was it Tammy or? It was it was <laughs> yeah. it was Tamara. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was Tammy and then Tamara, uh, Ron's mom. That's right. <laughs> no, we use that. To, they use, <laughs> we use that to strip paint, <laughs> and they use it to remove the shells from garden snails. <laughs> <laughs> right. so yeah, that's, that's a good one. one I had. That is a what good about one. you, Mike? No, 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 I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen because there's a good chance I'm going to say, like, number one I hate or something, so I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. That's true. All right, back to the list. All right. Yeah. Uh, number seven, I don't know if this might be a hot take, but I'm putting beer pong at number seven. Totally agreed. Um, <laughs> it's, it felt like too much of a classic to leave off because, again, it can be fun and it can be pretty competitive. And with the right group of people, it can be a ton of fun, especially if you have like a tournament going or something. But I found, and I don't know if this is the case with all groups, but it's usually pretty male dominated and like girls are stereotypically bad at beer pong. So they're like, no, they can't play. And um, I'm actually like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty good at beer pong and uh, (laughs) a lot better than a lot of my drunk male counterpart friends. And so I don't know. I just feel as if I got excluded a lot and was like, never mind. I hate it now. I would say that that stereotype is definitely, well, at least true in our case. Mm-hmm. I would say the same thing. But I would also extend it to say that it's just generally exclusive because it's usually not very many people playing yes. it. That was okay. what I was going to say. To me, that's the number one problem is there's too much standing around time. Yeah. It and even when you're playing. So, like, <laughs> true. it's not it's not fast-paced. It's, like, very... I mean, it's good, like, if you get to a party early and you, there are four guys there or four people there. Mm-hmm. And um, you're just, like, looking to kill time. But, like, once there's a lot of people there, I feel like it's not, it's not a great party game. Yeah. So, we, yeah. We went over to this one house a lot in senior year. It was, like, a big RA group, but it was a guy's house. And... All four of them would always play, but it would be the entire night until we left. And so there was always like two games That's going fun. on at one time. Like we yeah. had this little card table, and they had like the huge kitchen table, and I don't. It just wasn't too fun. I'm totally supportive of this. I think in the right context, it's a um, a good game to pass time. But mm-hmm. if we're and I think we all kind of value the same things in a drinking game, and that you're not going to get too messed up. 
it's inclusive and it's just like maximum fun. I would agree. Like yeah. how we value like most ga- like j- actual games. So yeah, that's it's sort of like I. It reminds me of like pick up baseball. Pick up baseball just isn't fun. I love baseball, but pick up baseball isn't fun. Pick up mm-hmm. basketball is fun because everybody can play. You can kind of set a certain level. Like that's it. Just some yeah. things translate, some things don't. Mm-hmm. I would say that it's important to put it on the list though because like flip cup, beer pong, like the the concept of throwing a ping pong ball into a cup is a building block of many many other drinking mm-hmm. games. Yeah, and this is probably the most. I mean, this is I think the most famous drinking game out there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Agreed. Yeah. I'm willing to... I would even flip the flip cup and the beer pong spots. They just both seem pretty pretty basic level drinking. I think games. you got it, it right. Fun, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That's what I got. I like it. Okay. Number six. Yes. I put bobsled, which is what we called it. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I felt like it was really similar to your friend group's game of Harvard. Very similar. Harvard is the more exclusive or inclusive version. I feel like bobsled is only for six people. Yeah. Can you quickly run us through the sure. rules? So you have, for bobsled, you have three people on each team. There's one person who is throwing the beer pong. Then there's a person at the other end of the beer pong who drinks it, the cup that they've hit. And then they pass it on to the third person who would then try and flip it. And then it's fast paced because it never stops. And so you keep switching positions and going rotating continuously um and so it's really fast paced and the first person to finish all their cups the first team i guess is the winner i played this for the first time last summer with you and your friends and had so much fun yeah yeah it's a ton of fun it's i like the fast paced nature of it i think i'm a little confused so this is not surprising because i'm very slow at picking up drinking games so Okay, so the three of us are on a team, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so we're playing against three turds, and we're definitely going to beat them. So yeah, sure. we're standing on opposite sides of a ping pong table. Yep. So You I- and Talia are, but I'm on the side. Okay. But Tal and I are on the same side, and our opponents are on the other side. Or we are standing on opposite sides. We're on opposite sides. Each oh, so you, like try to drain, so you try to drain it in your teammate's cup. Your yeah. teammate then tries to flip that cup. Then Kyle, as our third, has to drink whatever we've d- finished here. You have it just a little tiny bit flipped. Like, I would drain it to you. You would yeah. drink it. You'd pass the cup to Kyle on the side. He flips it. And then we all run around and rotate. That makes more sense, because otherwise I would have spilled okay. beer everywhere in my order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, that's a, that actually sounds like a fun one. I like the sound It of is that. fun. It's very fun. And it's just, and it's just three on three in, in your bobsled scenario, so it's just two teams? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess you could probably also like add people in and have someone sit out if you wanted. But yeah. it's more fun with the three people, because you're constantly running around. And, and you're always doing something. Yeah. And it's yeah. also like... It's also like it's one it's one drink per round and like the drink is getting distributed evenly among the teammates yeah. like which is int- it's important so th- th- like I've only played it just the one time when we hung out with you. I wish we had played this in college more because it's really fun it is a lot it sounds fun. like it's it emphasizes the fun more than the drinking which is I'm pro yeah yeah it's also pretty competitive too because if there's one person on your team who really is bad at beer pong, they like continuously can't hit a cup and you're like, come on, come on. So it's like pretty supportive and 
also could be I guess, also could go the other way but, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i'm thinking of a certain former flag football teammate of ours who would probably curse at their teammates maybe <laughs> who's <Yeah>. to say <laughs> great pick there tal Thanks. we can talk about harvard later because i was going to mention that one anyways okay all right um okay number five i have baseball yeah baseball's fun baseball's i really fun. like baseball it is a ton of fun. I feel like I might play this game more with Kyle's friends mm-hmm. than my own friends, but it's a good time. I would say my favorite, because a lot of the shortcomings of baseball are that of beer pong and that it's slow moving mm-hmm. and takes a long time and you kind of only have one person involved, but it's like, so if you haven't played it, it's like beer pong where you set up cups on either end of the table, but you just have four in a row. And the person on the other team, you come up to bat, so you take turns and throw a ball. And if you get it in the first cup, it's a single. Second cup is a double. Third cup's a triple. Fourth cup, home run. Mm -hmm. And then once you're on base, and the way to get out is if you miss three times, you're out. Like three strikes. Mm -hmm. Or if you hit the cup and it doesn't go in, if someone on the opposing team catches the ball before it hits the ground, you're out. Right. So like you put the ball in play, basically. And then the other rule is that once you're on base, there's a flip cup set up on the side of the table, and you can run and drink and flip the cup. And if you can do that before someone on the other team can do the same thing and defend it, you steal a base. Correct. So that's always a fun dynamic is, like, that can happen at any time. Mm -hmm. I would say the best part of this game is that, like, people end up forming, like, strong team bonds and when you hit a home run you like slowly trot around the table and like meaningfully stare at everyone else yep and then we'll bat flip stand at home and yeah ah! and after someone's first home run you give them the silent treatment and yeah it's like basically just like making it feel like you're playing actual baseball is the best part of playing drinking game baseball yes <laughs> yes and again you don't you don't get super messed up it's more about the actual game yeah yeah i've had a ton of fun with this one that yeah have you did we i don't know this might have been something we picked up after we graduated I don't i've played, played baseball with you guys i think probably okay. one time but i remember being very pro and thoroughly enjoying it mostly because i really like the ambiance of baseball yeah agreed <laughs> yeah yeah and Girl you're a good you're a good game. partner with that because you get you get how to make it like a baseball game it's, it's, it's really fun to play with, like, Dylan, because he knows how to do that as well. Yeah, Dylan exactly. got so competitive last time we played it. Who? Which is weird Dylan? for him. That's, Dylan got that almost right. angry at Kyle and our team. I don't, and I don't mean to toot my own horn. For whatever reason, whenever I play this game against Dylan, it brings out um, <laughs> another, like, level of competitiveness in me. I, can I, wait, 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 wait. Before you continue, you started that sentence with the most useless and nonsensical phrase for whatever reason there is a very good reason because yeah. <laughs> you and dylan ratchet up the competition with each other on all this kind of shit but i think this game in particular i just i, I don't know but it's it's fun the last couple times i played dylan in this game i've <laughs> sunk a big cup to win it at the end oh and my gosh. it's really and really fun went wild. <laughs> <laughs> we also got to pick teams at the beginning which that was tough. Proved I to be a little uncomfortable, <laughs> and <laughs> we split the teams pretty fairly, I thought. It ended up being a very close game, so we picked correctly, but it's no fun to, like, have someone get picked last at, like, a casual gathering among friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. But, all right, great pick at number five. Thank you. What about number four? Number four, 
is, I don't know if everyone calls it this, I'm actually positive they don't, but we call it Unterschlagen. <laughs> also known as Extreme Flip Cup, but uh, I'm sure there's a, several other things you could call it. I just really like that one. I, <laughs> can, oh sorry Mike. Well I was just gonna ask, what does uh, Unterschlagen mean? <laughs> I don't know actually. Um, oh, I actually do. It's embezzlement in German. I don't... <laughs> Was that on I'm your sorry. test? <laughs> you took the yes. German CPA? <laughs> yeah. It's yes. Unterschlagen. <laughs> yes, that is how I passed. Um, no, I don't know why it was called that in our friend group. Do you call it that? You don't, no, do you? Only now, since we've heard that from you. Yeah, yeah we actually like, call it... We use, the, we use the um, Spanish word for embezzlement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i looked it up the other day because i was curious um yeah, embezzlement so uh the point of unterschlagen is it's like flip cup <laughs> but instead of the game being over when the entire team has flipped their cup onto the table you then have to flip your cup up into the air into the person across the table and they have to try and catch it in their cup does that make oh, sense? Oh, yeah, that's fun. It's like that game where you it, catch the ball in the cone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except a cup and a cup. It's like catching... <laughs> it would be like catching a baseball glove in a baseball glove. <laughs> Which actually would be kind of fun. <laughs> yes. So that's the the key point, is that catching a cup and a cup is really, really fun. It and is also fun. very challenging. Very, very yeah. difficult. And so instead of it being your whole team, you're kind of only on a team with the person across from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> my favorite part is so like the it's let's say you're playing with eight people two four teams of two whoever finishes last gets booted for the next round mm -hmm. so like the first two teams to get their cups caught it's great but then you have two people <laughs> four people that are as hard as they can Thinking trying to flip a cup <laughs> into another cup to beat the other team that's trying to do it and what's really fun is that like if the cup hits it and you don't have it lined up just right, you can kind of like bounce the cup in the yeah. air and try to catch it again. So you end up having like people just looking like idiots around a table, like bouncing a cup in the air <laughs> off of another cup trying to catch it. And it's a hilarious image. It is really funny. Probably I'll tell you, it's a hilarious image game. on the, the computer too because that hand motion you're making is uh, it's very amusing on my side of the computer. <laughs> Sans cup. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. It gets a little messy. Best played outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> or in a trashy summer apartment. <laughs> yeah. Um, or in an abandoned dorm room that you and your friends appropriated. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Unterschlagen. It's a, it's a great game. You may have, yeah, you may have heard it called Extreme Flip Cup, but I like Unterschlagen better. Yeah, that's much better. I don't even really know who started Unterschlagen. Not even really sure. Um, it's probably those same coal miners, those German <laughs> yeah. coal miners. Yeah. <laughs> probably by the name of Connor, if I had to guess. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably my friend Connor. <laughs> so yeah, that was my number four. Excellent. Um, what about honorable mentions? I have several honorable mentions. I try not to pick too many. Um, Thunderstruck. <laughs> not much of a game. No. But. but it's kind of fun in a, like, 40s at 4 tall boys setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piccolo, the game on the phone. That 
<laughs> yeah, with the right group, that can go has, well. It has to be the right group. That's why it's an honorable mention. It can be really, really uncomfortable and awkward. Have you played that one, Mike? No. What's that on? What's that one all about? Mm, you may have played it. So, do you remember when we went? I think you were there when we went to Jameson's place and we stayed up really late and we played that game on our phones where you like answer questions. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, that's Piccolo. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one, Fingers. Have you played that one? No. <laughs> It's kind of an old Irish bar game, but you just have a pint glass and everybody, say there's six of us, all six of us would put one finger on the rim of the glass and each person gets a turn. You go around in a circle and you have to guess. You go like three, two, one, and you guess a number of how many fingers you think will be left. And as you play, you have to pick up your finger or decide to leave it on the rim like you have the choice. And so you have to try and guess how many people are going to leave their finger on the rim. And then the last person usually has to finish, like, whatever's in the cup. That does not um, sound hygienic at all. No, and but... I was definitely picturing the Iron Islanders finger dance when you said that. Mm. But I'm very glad that it's not that. That sounds like a very fun game, though. There's there's a lot of games. It's like um, evens or odds, or there's... Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of games based on that. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's easy to I play, like again, like if you're in a restaurant setting, and you don't have to finish the cup, you can just like yeah. keep playing. Yeah. You could uh, also have a sanitary one. separate cup. Like, have, yeah. have the touching cup and the drinking cup. Sure. I would like to point out that almost no drinking game is sanitary by the yeah, time they're the all night pretty is gross. over. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Another honorable mention, Pizza Box. I played that game. I don't like that one too much, but it's you write a rule on you have an empty pizza box and you would write rules on it and then you try and flip a coin and every time you hit one of the rules then you have to do that and oh, if you don't want to do it then you have to idea. drink but with the wrong group of people sometimes people put weird rules on there like facebook live and you're like well i don't want to do that so now i have to take a shot and i don't yeah. know um horse races <laughs> <laughs> literal horse racing i assume uh, <laughs> drink some pims or a mint julep have you guys played that one? No. Oh, it's a card game, and it's kind of silly, but you have, you lay out four different um, cards, and, oh, I'm explaining this poorly, but you bet on a suit, and then with the deck of card, you, if it's like a, um, a diamond, then you would push the diamond horse card forward, and then there's like a finish line, and whichever card you've drawn the most would advance your horse and you can like take bets and so if you want to say like oh like diamond's gonna win this one then you would say if diamond win everyone that bets on hearts has to take like three sips or whatever that's kind of fun it is kind of I fun. Like that kind a of lot. silly yeah it's an easy one to play get a lot of people involved and then the last honorable mention i have is wizard staff <laughs> wizard staff yeah it's okay. kind of only for those who are uh, brave, I suppose. I've never played personally, but every time you finish a beer or drink of choice, you take duct tape and you tape it on top of the other one until you have a full staff of empty beer cans. That's actually kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it is fun to watch someone walk around a party with a, with yeah. a full wizard staff. Obviously well, shouting, you shall not pass. Obviously. obviously. Person with the tallest staff at the end of the night usually is the winner. Um, but- <laughs> We were at the Cubs game a couple weekends ago, and it was really, really hot. <laughs> People were just, like, kind of ornery, I think. But <laughs> someone in the crowd managed to collect, like, 
probably on the order of like 60 to 70 empty beer cups and oh. stack them all up. And like they had multiple people like holding it and trying to keep it vertical. And like it was such an endeavor that it caught the attention of everyone in the stadium. So like we were all watching them do it out in center field and like cheering for them. To the point where, like, even players on the field were, like, turning around to look at it. Oh, and <laughs> I was like, oh, it's, like, wizard staff. And then the security people were like, okay. And they came over, and, like, it took two security people to, like, carry it out of the, <laughs> the section. And then... Incredible. But then, like, those people were heroes and inspired it. And, like, then everyone, everywhere in the stadium, people were making new wizard staffs out of the <laughs> cups. It was... I love that image. <laughs> if it wasn't such a great actual game, I would have said that was the highlight of the afternoon. But it was really fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> wizard staff reappropriated by an entire baseball stadium. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyways. And that's all I got for honorable mentions. I like it. I've got a couple, but mm-hmm. I wonder if you'll mention them. So we'll I'll just do that at the end. Okay. All right. What about you? Same for you, Mike? Yeah. All right. Well, okay. same in that I don't have anything to say now. Okay. <laughs> um, number three is Chandelier. Oh, which one is that? There is... Um, so you put in the center of the table an upside-down solo cup, and then you place one on top of it, and you fill it with beer. And then around it... There are other cups that are filled very small, and each person gets their own cup, but it's in a circle kind of far away from you, and the objective is to try and throw it like Pong into another person's cup on like the opposite side of the ring, but you can't hit the center cup, because if the center cup gets hit, you take your cup out of the circle, and you play flip cup, and then the last person to finish their flip cup has to take the center cup. Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) Does it have to be the cup directly opposite you? Nope. It can be anyone in the circle. So you could throw it to the like the one on the just like direct immediately adjacent to yours. You could. So where there's like theoretically it could be pretty low risk, but I guess if you I guess you could. It's not super low risk because the cups are so close to the one in the center. So like at any point you could accidentally throw it. And then sometimes people don't notice because they're off fetching their ping pong ball or their, Mm. you know. And so as soon as it hits that middle cup that's higher than the rest of them, then everybody has to play flip cup and then the loser drinks. That sounds like a really, really good way to spill a full cup of beer. But other than that, it sounds like fun. (laughs) That sounds like a, I like the sound of this game. It sounds like there's some legitimate strategy to this. There yeah. is, yeah. And then a lot of times if you have a big, big group, each time a person loses, they have to step out of the game. But you don't have to play that That makes way. sense, too. Yeah. That just sounds like a, a good time. Like a, yeah, that's just a lie. good game. That's a well-crafted game. Yeah. It is. It's fun. Um, it takes a lot of... Also, like, a little bit of skill. Not a lot of skill, but a little bit of skill to try and get it just over the tall cup into the one right behind it. So yeah. It's been fun. I like that one. I'm sad that we missed it. Well, we'll have I to play that. some time. All right. Number two, I have King's Cup. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. Might just be a fan favorite amongst my group of friends. But that one is where you have a cup in the middle, and then there's a deck of cards surrounding it, and each time a person goes around the circle and pulls out a card, and then each number corresponds with a certain rule. Have you, you played that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, like... If you pull an eight, then you have a mate, and like you pick someone yeah. to always drink with you. And if it's a queen, you play like um, 
question matched or like whatever. Each card mm -hmm. has a different rule. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty low energy one that's good for... I feel like we always play it when we're like trying to figure out what we want to do. Yeah. Because it doesn't require that much energy. But yeah. Am I remembering we correctly that Terry Trombone is the best question master who's ever lived? I feel like that definitely happened. I, I think remember. I remember Terry being incredible as a question master. She would be good at it. Yeah. She's very tricky. It is pretty low energy. Um, not the fastest paced game out there. But, you can but it's it really fun. This is a great, this is a little bit like Cheers to the Governor, where if you have a group of people who are fun and in sync and kind of on the same wavelength, this can be a riotously fun game. And also, yes. in, <laughs> I'll tell you, one extra element of a drinking game that I find important is what percent chance is there that you end up deciding not to go out after it? <laughs> but not but not but not because you're like you know destroyed but just because it's fun and you're kind of settled in this is a high probability that you're like do you guys want to just uh keep doing this for a while and then you never end up going out and that's a huge win for everybody involved that's my favorite <laughs> thing about this that's Mike's long-term play, play yes. with most of these evenings. Yeah, this is... How do I this convince is, everyone to stay in? Yeah, this is kind of ideal because it's it's slow-paced enough but fun enough that it can kind of just keep reeling people in just long enough that it's like 10.30, which is very late. And they're like, you know, maybe we just keep doing this kind of low-key. Maybe we watch a movie and then we go to bed at midnight. <laughs> Whoa, Mike, you would hate being in college still. We never even left until midnight. Oh, that's horrendous. I my one of my <laughs> fondest college memories is playing this with the the squad sophomore year and then not going out when they all went out and just like, "All right, have a fun night, kids," and then going to bed. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh King's Cup. That I think yeah. everyone's played King's Cup. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. like a pretty famous. And some people just call it Kings. Mm -hmm. That's what I. That I. I know it is yeah. just Kings. Right. Okay. What's uh, the best drinking in there, Thal? Polarizing option. My all-time favorite stack up. <laughs> <laughs> this is also, well, probably not my favorite. This is my second favorite drinking game ever. It is so okay. much fun. Yeah, because your first favorite drinking game has not been mentioned, right? Uh, yeah, not yet. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about it, but it hasn't come up yet. So I know what your right. favorite is, but I agree. Stack Cup. Now, don't get me wrong. I am utterly mystified by the inner workings of Stack Cup, but I just <laughs> let the momentum of the party get to me, and I play the game, and I quite enjoy it. I, I still don't understand uh, uh, front fucking and all these uh. things, but it's, <laughs> it's very confusing to me. Front fuck! <laughs> we all wanted it. <laughs> um, yeah. This is a blast. Also, putting someone in a rage cage. <laughs> <laughs> What's a rage cage? See, this is this is going deep. What's a rage cage? It's when so say say I'm in the rage cage and Kyle's on my right and you're on the left and Kyle would like hit his cup on the first try and then pass it back to you while I'm still trying to catch up then you hit it first try, and then you stack me, so then I'm forced to drink, and I pass it to Kyle, and then Kyle does it again, and it's just a continuous Basically, circle. when you loop someone, like if <laughs> oh someone, God. the person after Tao 
keeps hitting their cup on the first try and immediately puts it behind the mm-hmm. person. So you just get caught in this rage cage. Jeez. And that's pretty funny to watch, but pretty not funny to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> but from, so, okay, if you haven't played Stack Cup, there's a bunch of cups in the middle of the table, like a lot, mm-hmm. like on the order of like 20 to 30. <laughs> yeah. And they're all filled with a little bit of beer. And then there's one cup in the middle that's full of a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. And then there are two empty cups that circulate around the table. And the objective is to bounce a ping pong ball into the cup. And if the person behind you gets the ping pong ball in their cup before you, they put their cup in your cup, mm-hmm. hence the stacking. And then you have to take a cup from the middle of the table, consume the alcohol inside of it, and now that cup has entered circulation. Correct. And the cup that just got stacked into your cup, that's now two cups, that one keeps going. Yes. So eventually that cup gets to be very, very tall with all the stacked uh, detritus of the game. And it gets <laughs> way harder to get the, pu- the ball into the stacked cup. Correct. And then the other wrinkle is that if you hit the cup on your first try, you don't have to move the cup directly to your right. You can pass it anywhere. And so that's where front fucking comes in. Because <laughs> usually what you do is you put the cup behind the person that's currently stacking mm-hmm. so that the person behind them can get it real quick and then stack them. Yep. Front fucking. And that works really well if the person currently doing it has the tall cup because then it's easy for the person behind them to get it in the short yeah, cup. Yeah, to get ahead of them. But if, the, if you're passing the tall cup, the smart money is to pass it to the person that's in front of the person that's currently stacking the short cup. Because mm-hmm. then that person can get it really easy and dunk on the on the person with the, new, the now tall stack. And hence that person has been front fucked. Correct. It's really fun to do. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Especially when you yell the corresponding phrase in the funny voice. Yeah, you have to yell it. You can't mm-hmm. really just say it. Mm-mm. That's no, a house then it sounds, it sounds. Like, it sounds a little <laughs> creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I shall front fuck you. It's not, it's, it's a little yeah. less fun than like front fuck. Right. Yeah. I so. agree. My only quibble with, and this game gets to be really, really fun really, really fast. My only quibble with this game, and it's a small quibble, is that if you play with more than like, like seven or eight people, you end up kind of like standing around on the other end of the table. When yep. One of my favorite that's, things about the game. You can hide in <laughs> sight. That's, that's the, a good point. That's the only problem I have with this game. But, that's a good point. But I think probably it stays at number one. <laughs> so, yeah, I it, agree. D- it depends. Like I said, very polarizing because a person who's terrible at Stack Cup hates it because yeah. they end up oh, getting yeah. too drunk too fast and then the rest of the night's ruined for them. But yeah. if you're pretty good at it and you like to front fuck people, then mm, which I don't know. <laughs> could be could be your number one game. So Yeah. That's my pick. I mean, look, I really dread the day where I feel too old to play this game. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It's probably coming. It's definitely coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Awesome. Mike, do you have any games that you're thinking about that we should talk about? Just one, but I assume you can handle it because I think it's your favorite. I wonder if we're thinking of the same one. Are you thinking... Because my favorite drinking game is Harvard. Oh, I thought you were going to say Beer Ball. Well, that is up there as well. Why don't you describe beer ball? So beer ball is basically it's two on, it's two on two always, right? It doesn't have to be, but usually it's two on two. I guess you usually play two on two, and you have um, you're on opposite ends of usually a ping pong table, and there is one full and closed, importantly, beer can in front of each participant. The two people on each side of the table are on the same team. 
and there are two ping pong balls. So it starts with, say, Kyle and me versus, say, Tal and Allegis on the other side. So Kyle and I have the ping pong balls. We throw it at Tally and Allegis's cans. And if we hit it, then that person whose can got hit has to, or I'm sorry, the person who threw the ball has to crack open their can and start drinking. And they have to stop once the person whose can was hit takes the ping pong ball and tables it, like places it back on the table. Mm-hmm. And then once the can's open, it's just they have to drink. So basically the the point is to hit the other person on the other side of the table's can. And once a person's entire can has been consumed, then they're they're out. They they come off the board. And you Got just it. try to go until you've had all of your own beer. So this is this is sort of the rare drinking game where the where the winners are the ones drinking the most. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it rewards <laughs> it rewards performance with beer, which usually beer yeah. is a punishment in Correct. drinking games. So I like this one because <laughs> if I'm in the mood for a drinking game, the point is to drink. So if I want to win and drink, then you get both. And it's this is an interesting game because like backyard baseball, the venue matters a lot. Because if you're like oh, yeah. tailgating, say, and outdoors... Oh, then no. <laughs> the ping pong ball really isn't going to go too far. Assuming there's no wind. Wind is a big factor. But assuming that it just bounces, it's in open space and somebody can kind of sprint back. And that's just a matter of how quick the person is. Though the ball can travel very far if you get like a really hard shot off of the can. But mm-hmm. indoors, there's bar stools, there's couches. That ball can just get trapped somewhere for a really long time. So the, the venue matters, which I like. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really fun one. I think yeah. I might and have I, played I would one argue time. it could end up on the list on the back end. I think it should, probably. I think I did play one time a long time ago and had just forgotten about it. So it is a lot of fun. If I'm remembering it, the time we played it, we had a ton of fun. So, yeah, it can go on the list for sure. That's a good one. Uh, Harvard, which we talked about earlier, is my favorite drinking game. It's I don't know why it's called Harvard, but um, it's set up like beer pong. And then there's also like flip cups set up on the side. Mm-hmm. And so your team, basically like two people will play beer pong. And then as soon as you sink a ball, both teams start playing flip cup. And whoever finishes first wins the round. Yep. But what's important is that whoever sinks the cup doesn't have to drink. But the person on the other end of the table does. So the, the team that sinks the ball always has a one man, one person advantage. Mm-hmm. And so it's, and then if you defend, if you win the flip cup, but you didn't sink the ping pong ball in the first place, you defend and the cup isn't removed. So you just play until all the beer, the like beer pong cups are removed. Mm -hmm. What I like so much about it is that it's simple. It's just combining the simple pong throwing aspect with the flip cup aspect. And more importantly, you can play with any number of people as long as it's even and everyone is involved on every play. So it's... That's true. It's very inclusive. That's, I'd like, the inclusivity of this game cannot be topped, which is why I like it so much. Also, it just, you're on teams and you play for long enough that you just start to develop, like, rivalry, and it's it's just a great time. I really like it. It's really similar. It's pretty similar to bobsled, so I don't think we need yeah. to have both on the list, but... That is the one reason why I didn't put it on there. I've only ever played Harvard with you and your friends, and bobsled was something we played a lot more as a group, but... Again, doesn't matter. We can switch one out. Yeah, I mean, like, this this might be, like, a friend group exclusive thing. But considering that this is your list, Tal, I'm very happy to keep Bobsled on. Just this is a good one to mention in case people want to have 
a really fun, inclusive game to add to their repertoire. True, but if it's your number one game... Yeah, but bobsled is similar, and it's on the list, so I'll just lobby hard for that one. Have either of you ever played Presidents? No. It's... It's... I, the only people I've ever met who have played it are went to Marquette in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's like a regional like Wisconsin game, but everyone I've ever met from there knows this game and really likes it. And I don't really actually know the rules that well because I've only played it like once or twice. But basically, it's it's a card game wherein you vote someone to be president and then vice president and... I don't remember the actual like guts of how each round is played, but mm-hmm. every round there's a new president and a new vice president and an asshole. I think those are the three elected positions. <laughs> it's really silly shit. <laughs> but uh, people that know how to play it speak of it with very high reverence, and it's like, a, I think, in its circles is like the game to play. Wow. So I thought I'd mention oh. it. Sounds fun. Yeah. I'm missing out there. Yeah, I should just, I should actually look up the rules. Quarters? So... <laughs> When we studied abroad, oftentimes we would hit up the Tav after class. Oh, the Tav. And just buy like a big old mug of beer and play quarters for hours until dinner. Um, and those are some extremely fond memories. Quarters is really annoying to be played near because it's loud because <laughs> you're bouncing quarters off a table. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go to an establishment where it's understood that everyone's going to be playing quarters, it's really fun. I've heard of that one and it's... Usually on most people's lists, I've just personally never played. Yeah, it's a famous game. It's one of the more, like on this list, Quarters is probably one of the most famous drinking games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I already mentioned Harvard. One we should mention, one we should make sure we mention it, even though it's not going to be on our list, is um, True Americans. Uh, <laughs> very good I point. I thought of that, and yeah. I'm so upset because I've still never played in the one time that I missed this huge party when I was on duty for being an RA. My entire friend group got together, like 20 people plus, and all played True American and I, it's probably one of my saddest moments of college. That is devastating, and I'm sorry that <laughs> happened to you. The only other one I would mention is Civil War. That's where, it's basically just beer pong, but it's three on three, mm-hmm. and there's no, you don't wait, you just keep throwing the balls. Anarchy of a game. And that's it. Like, you just chase the balls and keep throwing them. Like, <laughs> My friends would always play a Civil War song in the background, and so they would play until the song was over, and whoever had the least amount of attention would win, unless they finished it. That's amazing. Like Battle Hymn of the Republic? Yes, stuff like that, where it would just be ridiculous songs, and it adds a fun little silly element to it. There is one game, I don't remember the name of it, we only played it one time, where basically, like, you set up... A, like one team has like a beer pong set up or it's in there's even an extra row so it's a ton of cups mm-hmm. and they're all filled with a little bit of beer and the other team has 10 cups and they're all filled like all the way up mm-hmm. but they're like they can be placed in any order around the table like they're not bunched together oh. and the one team um <laughs> so the t- so one team always throws into like the, the wide array of cups and every time that a cup is pulled it's replaced It just always is replaced. And so the game only ends. (laughs) And then on the other team, so like, if, but the 10 full cups, Uh if that team can hit all 10 cups, they win. The only way the other team can win is if the other team (laughs) gives up. (laughs) So like, (laughs) it might be called like attrition or something because like, (laughs) 
if you can't hit those 10 cups eventually, and but you every pretty much every time you're drinking because it's really easy to hit one of yeah. the like 20 cups on the table so you might just never get to hitting the other 10 cups and Whoa. you give up we only played it one time because it's difficult <laughs> <laughs> but that's a silly one that sounds like fun yeah and crazy but i don't remember what it's called anyways i think that's all i had anything else mike no i think you got it i think we got to get ranking yes we do i don't want to do too much work to your list town because no. i think you did a very fine job putting it together thank you I'm happy having bobsled as like a stand-in also for Harvard, so that's fine. I think we should add beer ball. If I'm looking at the back of the list, I can't stomach the idea of Tears to the Governor coming off, but no. I also don't think we can pull Flip Cup off because it's just so important to world history. So I would vote <laughs> Ride the Bus um, just because I think it's a little less known. Yeah. How I'm do you feel about that, that Tal? That's totally fine. Like I said, I had played beer ball before, and now that I remember it, probably a ton more fun than ride the bus, so totally fine with that. And Kyle, I'm assuming you'd want to move bobsled up a little bit as sort of a bobsled slash Harvard stand-in? I would move, if we're like considering it kind of like Harvard, I would yeah. want it like, I would want it like top three. How do you feel about moving it to three and then just pushing a couple things back? Tal, is that okay with you? Yeah, totally fine. Especially since neither of you knew Chandelier. Okay. I'm willing to put that. Except that that sounds like a ton of fun. That does. So I don't want want it to go too far down. (laughs) That's okay. Um, Well, we could just push him one back. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So that means we are, and I think we can just slot beer ball in right at nine. Yeah, that works for me. How's that look? I mean, Tal, if that's okay with you, it's starting to feel like we might have a list. It looks good to me. All right then, Tal. What do you What do you say about reading off this list from 10 to 1. I would be honored. All right. All right. Number 10, Flip Cup. Number 9, Beer Ball. Number 8, Cheers to the Governor. Number 7, Beer Pong. Number 6, Baseball. Number 5, personal favorite, Unterschlagen. <laughs> Don't forget. Yep. for embezzlement. Embezzlement. Number 4, Chandelier. Number 3, Bobsled. Number 2, King's Cup. And our number one drinking game, Stack Up. From up! Very good. <laughs> Just beautiful work. And in no way an endorsement of a dangerous binge drinking. No. Definitely Dr- Drink not. responsibly. Drink responsibly. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Sorry I brought so many debaucherous ideas to this podcast. No, but... please. We need more debauchery because <laughs> we're talking about like our favorite third backup utility player on a minor league baseball team. So like this favorite is for us. <laughs> Favorite things to do instead of going out. <laughs> yeah. Well, in three short weeks when I become an adult, I'll probably understand. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. We were doing this in college, too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, to be clear. Nothing wrong um, with that for the listeners. Well, thank you, Talia. Uh, it seems like extremely longly overdue that we finally had you on this podcast. Well, thank so you. Thank you for crafting this list and treating it with the seriousness that it did not deserve <laughs> based on being our podcast. But yes. we appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Before we go, I would say that if you enjoyed the perfectly cued stankiness that was our Not Top 3 music or our not as stanky but still nice uh, intro music, both of those are put together by Kevin McLeod. He is incomparably talented, so we mm-hmm. thank him. I would also say that our artwork was put together by the very talented Aaron Sant, And if you want to see more of her designs, you can do so at Sant Design on Instagram. 
And in a similar vein, I would say thank you to our wonderful social media coordinator slash director, Caroline Labranti. She's done a wonderful job. You can check us out on the old internets, our Facebook group, Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you want to check us out, Top 10 KM. The 10 is always spelled out, T-E-N. And if you want to send us an email with suggestions, you want to hop on the pod, you want to tell us that you think we suck, that's fine. It's top10km at gmail.com and like the other stuff, the 10 is spelled out. Guessing you're listening to us on a podcast app and not directly on our website because that would be really weird. Uh, (laughs) But if you want a different app, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, wherever podcasts can be found. That's what I would say, big dog. I think that's pretty much what we want to say. So again, Tao, thank you very much. Thank you for classing up the joint. Yeah. (laughs) Anytime. Michael, I will see you next week. How's that? Damn right. Sounds good. Alrighty then. Bye now. Peace. Bye.